Oh, that's too many rings. Hello, George. Sorry for leaving you hanging. That was ringing, but I was just slurping down a... Um, hey, it's okay. I'm all yours. How are you? Well, excuse me. No, I'd like to finish what I was slurping down because I don't want the Sorry. audience to fill in the blanks and think that I'm here with a, a, a hip flask full of hooch or moonshine. No. It was just pure water and... Um, I'm glad that we got onto this because I really do want to encourage everyone out there to stay hydrated. How are you doing, George? Oh, I'm, well, I'm good, man. I'm good. I've um, I had a lovely week the last seven days. I um, oh, that's you know we spoke is. about Thank you. it. No, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> that is useful. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, we spoke about it last week, the last seven days. Oh, okay, um, yeah. Yeah, about how, you know, more or less London is somewhat back to normal, hashtag mm. the new normal. And, yeah. um, you know, that's, what does that look like? Uh, I still haven't gone back to the studio, although I think that is imminent. But okay. I've been able to go and visit friends and you get used to putting the face mask on and... That's been good, and so I've had a really lovely time. And then last night, I was sat down watching TV, mm -hmm. and I felt a wave of kind of obsessive thinking come on, like uh -huh. I haven't experienced for months. Oh, um, good! And coming in on strong. Yeah, so this is why I'm, it's good timing because the it was so interesting actually because I've even been in conversations with people commenting on how relaxed a person I feel at the minute. Mm -hmm. um, so it's almost just... like your brain heard you bragging about that and went, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. we'll fucking see. Yeah. It was just, it was interesting for many reasons. We don't need to dive into it right now, but I, th the, I think one of the things that I found interesting was the fact that more or less as soon as I, it started, I recognised it. And I know we've spoken about that in the past of it kind yeah, of... That's... That's not you always know, been you, the case. No, no. But so it was, but but nonetheless, it was, I don't, yeah. In fact, at the minute, I find myself in a situation where I don't necessarily know exactly how to overcome it, which means that you're sat very aware of what's going on, very uncomfortable and unable to sleep until half two in the morning. Mm -hmm. And that was, oh, what? That was losing. Oh, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Because yeah. so the preceding week, or sometimes referred to as seven days, would you say that they were winning? Yes. Yeah. 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 I would say winning. So it was. So it was winning, <laughs> winning, 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 and then last night, all of a sudden, losing. Now. Yeah, but it was more like losing. Oh, it was like really like losing. Yeah, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Well. Obviously, I doubt we're going to get to the, the root of the issue today. Although maybe we will and you'll be fine mm. and all sorted by the end of this podcast. But it is sort of uh, interesting that the whole... Uh, well, I mean, you obviously had your moments during lockdown of finding it difficult. Mm. And sometimes it was okay and sometimes it was hard. But you're saying that these obsessive thoughts haven't been... Uh, they've come back... After yeah, a... I would. Yeah, sorry, dude. No, no, I'm just saying uh... that, like, maybe you you haven't experienced them during lockdown, which is I don't know. That seems like prime time uh, when you've got nothing to occupy yourself 
with. Yeah. Um, and I, I, th- I think throughout isolation, I felt yeah, like worried at times, overwhelmed, sad, mm-hmm. uh, confused. But they, it, it hasn't been that hasn't gone hand in hand with what I recognise as kind of obsessive or repetitive thinking. Yeah. So that, and so yeah, it's it's not been plain sailing, I guess it is, but it hasn't been this specific thing that I find particularly difficult. To. Yeah. And it's so, it's, it's such an amazing thing actually to see yourself go from sat on the sofa watching TV. What were you watching? To, well, I watched a four part documentary series about Donald Trump on uh-huh. Netflix. Um, which, oh, and then, well, you, there and then you, you go. Started. Maybe we could just hang up the phone. <laughs> Maybe that's it. That, that's where you went wrong. Is it the one um, about um, his, uh, his past, his uh, dealings? Yeah, in it the past. kind of. It, it stop each episode is almost like a different decade or two decades, which would be 20 years of um, his oh, life. And the first episode is called Manhattan, and that yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. I've seen that so one. and then it kind of it ends on him being voted in as president of the United States of yeah. America. So um, that's, that's that documentary stressed me out as well. So maybe, but I would say that I it, it, I would say that the thoughts that then started to come were not linked to to that. Donald Trump. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, they weren't about Donald Trump, um, yeah. but. It's an amazing thing to go from a relatively relaxed state to quite high intensity. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing how quickly you turn into feeling like a vulnerable person yeah. or, or a um, helpless person. I always... Because, yeah. So, well, I, I, I just... I always feel like whenever I go back to places where I've had particularly bad panic attack or anything, like it almost feels like a different physical space because of how when when I was last there, like, for example, just like a metro carriage, sometimes it's just the most normal thing in the world. And mm-hmm. sometimes it like the everything about the atmosphere feels like hostile and against me. And obviously... The place itself isn't changing, it's the way I'm perceiving it, but it's just so overwhelming how it really is like a huge difference. And I'm, that's kind of, I think, like what you're saying, just in terms of you can be in your flat having perfectly nice, fine evening and just all of a sudden something happens, who knows what, and you're, you're a different person, but you're not. You're you. Oh, well, um, that was the... The That's the problem. Frustrating thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was for that moment or those moments I wish that I wasn't because it just Yeah. And then you and then actually you start to go, well hang on, my alarm's set for eight and there's you know, it's half two now. And then you start doing that thing where you go, okay, so half two, that's half three, half four, half five, yeah. half six, half seven. Okay, that's five and a half hours there. And yeah. then it's and then it's like, you know, another half an hour goes, oh, you know, that's five hours, that's okay. I think yeah. less of her. And then it gets to the point where it's like, oh, no, this is shit. Yeah. Um, what would you say your, your threshold is? Because um, as I've said before on the podcast, uh, I've been a bad sleeper for for a long time, and I can operate quite well on limited sleep. But there's definitely, like you're saying, there's that time in the night where you're kind of seeing how is this going to be one of those nights? I would say five hours I'm all right with. When it starts getting to four, I start thinking this is going to be troublesome. Anything? This is a long nap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm having a long nap. <laughs> Anything less than four, I, I'm 
I th- usually go to the extreme of like, well, I might as well not sleep at all, mm. which is probably not. Uh, I mean, I don't think that that's better or anything, but that's just how my mind works. I would say I, I, I definitely think that you are you handle a lack of sleep better than I do because I'm well practiced. You are well practiced. Um, I think that especially on a day where I know I've got to get up and do something, a working day, mm. I I think six hours. Well, that, can, that is maybe the crucial with. point, actually, that usually I don't have anything that I need to wake up for. So it doesn't really matter if you've had four hours sleep, if you're just <laughs> going to spend the next 12 hours in bed at home. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, I mean, if if they, I had to get up for something, like if you had your alarm set for eight or whatever, and you see it slowly getting closer and closer to that time, yeah, that's a whole different ball game. Yeah, so that that that's where I'm at, mate. I've, I, and I'm kind of it's not subsided today, although it's it isn't that weird as well. And I'm sure we will have touched on this before, but the association with once the sun's gone down mm. and you get into bed and it all just starts kicking in, the you know, the, yeah. all of the... The night starts to wrap itself oh, around you. The factory floor wakes up, people are doing it, they're in for the night shift just to really, <laughs> you know, wind me up. Um, and so I'm doing um, fine today, but I am intrigued to see how I how I am uh, later today. Yeah. Um, well, I'm sorry to hear yeah. that you had a rough a rough night. Um, especially, I feel like, again, we've talked about this before, but there's the snake eating its own, um, how do you say, arse. Um, that's it, yeah. Yeah, where the lack of sleep is maybe caused by the, let's say, anxiety or obsessive thoughts or whatever. And then... That makes you more, or at least for me, makes you more anxious the next day. And then that leads you to not being able to sleep again. And it just like this, this, the lack of sleep really does make a, a big difference. So fingers crossed you can um, maybe stick on something a bit lighter tonight on the telly. And um... Well, actually, I, do you know what? I, because I really wasn't in a world of like, oh, I, I was very much, actually, now that I think about it, in the moment, but the moment was a very confused and, you know. Uh, but I wasn't thinking about how funny you would find this until this morning when mm. I was like, oh, now that's great. Um, I tried a few different things to, you know, to listen to, to help me sleep. Um, I normally fall asleep listening to something. Mm-hmm. And I landed on a lecture. Um, <laughs> this about... already sounds so George. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a lecture about um, the War of the Roses, um, oh, and um, I, mate, I couldn't tell you anything that I heard because I, you know, well, within it did the ten job. minutes I was off. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I really that there you go. You might yeah. need to revisit that lecture then. But I've got into yeah. a very bad habit of. Uh, I mean, it's not. It's a bit better these days, actually. But there was a period maybe two months ago, where I could only fall asleep if I was watching a low-budget, low-quality action film from the 80s or 90s, because that's what is on Spanish TV at 2, 3 a.m. It's always like Bruce Willis's worst film. Yeah, I was going to say a lot of Nicolas Cage. A lot of Nicolas Cage, a lot of straight-to-DVD stuff. Apparently... 
Nicolas Cage has been cast as Joe Exotic for a film oh, version yes, of I saw that. Tiger King. Is that real? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I definitely saw it on oh. Twitter, so it must be real. Well, there's a little bit of pop culture for this week's episode. So yeah, we that's that, that done. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, but that's, I mean, it's not a sustainable way of living, especially when you have a partner that doesn't necessarily want to fall asleep to <laughs> to Nicolas Cage. I've watched one where he, because, um, I mean, in every film of this genre, he's playing the same character, which is like absolute badass, but he's retired. And then some really bad crime happens and he's got to put the boots back on, put his cowboy hat back on and save the day. And I watched one where he was doing some kind of, I think it was an Irish accent. And <laughs> I don't know how he got away with it. I don't know how, well, probably no one on that set had ever met a real Irish person, but he's doing it with such conviction and he's delivering lines like, where is she? Where is she? <laughs> and you're like, mate. Well, if it was filmed in America, uh, you know, there was probably a quarter of the people on set going, I'm I'm actually Irish. Irish. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Hello to all our American listeners out there. We love you. And to all of our Irish listeners as well. Yeah. Um, And brothers and sisters of Canada, etc. Yeah, etc. How have you been, Ollie? How have you been? I've been uh, mostly all right. I had a little bit of a um, blip in terms of, I don't like calling it a blip, but I but I always do it. But I I had a a bout of anxiety, like particularly bad, on when was it Friday Friday or Thursday? Um, because I went to get my hair cut, and now obviously it's we're living in a post-corona world, not post as in it's gone and done, but it's it's happened, it's here, it's affected our lives, and so I haven't got my hair cut in a long time, and I find haircuts very anxiety-inducing anyway, because basically my thought process is, what if I start to have a panic attack in the, in the chair, and... Mm. And this, usually I can be like, oh, it's not going to happen. It's never happened. It has happened, unfortunately. And it was very bad because I had the, the little cape on. I was quite constricted. This wasn't this week, by the way. This is a long time ago. But I was constricted under the little cape and I started to really panic. And the guy behind was like doing the usual spiel about, I think he was telling me about his uh, unhappy marriage in some way. And, you know, the usual barber chat. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I remember once I was under the, the hairdresser's cape, whatever it's called, and I started to feel extremely panicky and my breathing was very ragged. And the barber was like, hadn't noticed at all and was carrying on and chatting away. And I was thinking like, what do I actually do? Because my hair is half like shaved, half cut. If I Mm. get up and leg it now, I'm going to have to come back at some point to get the rest of it done. So I was trying to tell myself like, it's better to just sit here and, and get through it. But I just really had to like get out of I had to move because my body just felt so I don't know it was just very unpleasant and so I said to the um 
to the barber, do you, do you think I could get a glass of water? Uh, and he went, I'll do one better, mate, and brought me a beer. And I was oh. like, oh, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, actually, can I, I would prefer the water. He's like, nah, go on, mate, it's past 12. And I was like... <laughs> it's not really um i i'm actually not feeling well and he immediately assumed that he was like okay well, well, well one second do you think you're going to be sick and he was basically like don't be sick over my fucking floor and he was saying to me that i could go and use the bathroom in the back and I was just like, okay, fine. Yes, please. And bear in mind that this is a full barber on a hot, sweaty Hartford day. And there's prob- I probably know the people next to me and etc. So I went to the little back room where this horrible little toilet was that was... I mean, I felt more constricted in there and I was just splashing my face and and trying to to psych myself up and I was able to go and sit back down and then for the rest of the time had to listen while the guy cutting my hair was joking with the other barber saying like, um, basically insinuating that I was going to shit myself and that's why I had to get up out of the chair. So if you imagine as someone who feels (laughs) uncomfortable in these situations... I'm really sorry because I know that will have been uh, it was horrible, but it's not happening right now, so it's all right. Shared that story has really tickled me, especially as I can picture the hairdressers. You know who I'm talking about. You know the setup. Um, Yeah, Um, yeah. I feel for you then, and I feel for you now. Yes. So So as you can imagine, that. Uh, Subsequent visits to the hairdressers uh, have been slightly tainted by that memory and that's how this all works like at least for me all this the the panic disorder stuff is it's just the fear of having a panic attack and then maybe you have one bad experience and you suddenly assume that's going to happen every time i mean one positive change i could make was to not ever go to that barbers ever again um that definitely improved my life uh but yes so this week i found myself needing to go and get my hair cut but having all these kind of feelings um and uh you know reminiscing on good times in the past and when i got there i was supposed to have my hair cut at half past but they were busy and that was fine but i basically had to sit in there for 20 minutes which gave me 20 minutes for my brain to try and convince me to run and leave and the uh, two or three times i was ready to pretend to get a phone call and go oh just one sec and then go outside and just never come back i was preparing myself to do that but i was kind of texting my girlfriend while this was going on and she was saying you know you can do this and you can get through this and that was very helpful and eventually once i was in the chair i felt much better and it was all good but i just had that initial thing to get mm-hmm. over which i'm sure anyone listening who has experience with panic attacks or anything this will probably ring a bell it's the kind of what's the word pre pre nerves the expectation is always or often not always because unfortunately as that barber found out on that day sometimes the reality uh, is worse than the expectation but not always and that's my positive message mm, just let that sink in yeah well i um I would love to see what what you got done at the barbers. Oh, to be honest, it's... I mean, I, my girlfriend gave me a quarantine cut uh, a few weeks ago now, I guess. And uh, the 
the person who cut my hair last week spent the whole time ripping my girlfriend to shreds um, for her, <laughs> the job that she'd done. Uh, and I, I told my girlfriend this thinking like it would be she'd kind of find it funny because it's like yeah she's not a hairdresser she never claimed to be she never claimed it was good but she was a bit like oh was it that bad oh suddenly you're just chatting to this person about how bad your hair was and what a bad job I did and I was I mean I was I didn't defend her at the time I must admit I was kind of going like yes shit (laughs) I got bad hair (laughs) but only out of discomfort um and I mean, basically, all she did was uh, cl- clear it up and make sure that it's not going to grow in strange and unhelpful ways. So it's not very exciting. Not not very exciting cut. But I'm glad I uh, was able to to do it. Also, Ollie, I don't know if the, this you you know this might not make the edit. I don't know. But can you um will you indulge me in a bit of pillow talk? How did you get on with your um, okay. your search? So yes, um, I texted you, George. I texted you last week after my haircut uh, because I was, and I still am. Just to be clear, I'm I'm on the hunt for a quality pillow. Okay, I've got bad back. I got bad neck. I got bad bones. I think I'm not mm. bad to the bone. Not a cool thing like uh, <laughs> medical thing, and. I asked George because it seemed like the kind of thing you would have at least an opinion on, and I I was correct. George's advice, and I'm putting it out there, I'd be interested to know if there's any pillow uh, experts that listen to the podcast. George, your advice is one memory foam pillow, and then you layer a sort of more standard down, feather down pillow on top of it. Is that right? No. Sorry. Um, so my advice was more, I was living vicariously through you. I have once or twice stayed in a hotel where there has been a memory foam pillow as an uh. option. And on those occasions, I've really, you know, enjoyed that. But I don't know if that's just because it's like a novelty, luxury mm-hmm. thing. And so I was kind of, you know, I wasn't feeding you. To you were like, trying I was just to like, get well, me to be a guinea pig, a yeah, pillow would, guinea pig, scuttle on, yeah. and then you can go and uh, you can use my results to factor into yeah. your own search. Mm. I would actually say, now that I think about it, I hate my pillows. And every night that I lay down, okay. I think there's got to be something better out there than this. Wait, so... So your but yours aren't memory foam. No. Yeah, I hate mine. Mine are just like IKEA standard ones, and every night, I especially in the last week, every night when I'm going to bed, I do have a little thought of like, I fucking hate this pillow, and mm-hmm. I wanna I wanna remedy it. But George, your advice was you said you must test it in the shop. In the shop, yeah. I said to you the one thing I have done in the past because I do have one pillow I like, and I tested it in the shop. <laughs> Um, but the thing is, they all then get, I say I like it, but then I put the same p- cases over them. So then I've got four identical looking pillows. And then I, it's like, oh, which one? Oh, yeah. Is it, oh, which yeah, one is it? And go, so oh, some nights, number three, yeah. It? But why don't, hey, look, this, um, why don't people email in? That's contact at phoneafriendpodcast.com <laughs> if you've got any advice for Ollie regarding pillows. <laughs> God, this is what we've become. Well, I'll tell you what, yeah. because that conversation was um, maybe not a fresh uh, content for the for the youth. Here's something I'd like to to thrust upon you. Um, mm. 
So, listeners to the podcast will know that I'm much younger than George. And mm. I, when I'm hanging out with some of my friends, like down the skate park, stuff like that, we do kind of laugh at him and <laughs> some of the like stuff he says in his knees <laughs> don't really work and all that kind of thing. And my birthday is coming up this week. And mm. I thought that just to kind of prove that, you know, you had a birthday recently as well. And I'm worried that some of the audience might be thinking that uh, we're out of touch. We're, we're not young. Um, maybe you, maybe you, you are out of touch and you are old, but I am younger than you. So I wanted to give you a little youth quiz. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm going to ask you a few questions about what the, what the youth uh, get up to these days. Um, and we'll see how old... And uh, oh, past no. it, you truly are. <laughs> this is going to be so shit. No, oh. I think you'll be all right. I think you'll be all right. Okay, okay. question one. Mm-hmm. We all know that kids these days are addicted to drugs and pornography. But what's it called when you do <laughs> both at the same time? <laughs> do I get options? No. Um, is it called... Um, you do both at the same time. Um, I don't know, like, um, I'm thinking something like a, like an eaten mess or something like that. Uh, it would like be like that. something, I yeah, like something like, along those lines. But I don't know what the youth are calling it, that's for sure. I didn't okay. know that was a thing. I, I did, but, you know, oh, no, yeah, I guess, it's definitely a thing. You know, every generation's got a. You know, bring something to the table. Well, yeah, for for us, or well, for you, because obviously we're different um, generations. For you, it was you know going down to the milk bar, having a, a milkshake at the diner, and <laughs> putting a song on the jukebox. Can I just say I'm a month older than you? No, are you're you surprised? Not. You Am are. Not? Uh, you are a year and a month older than me. Oh wait, how lo- how old are you turning? Twenty six. Oh shit! Yeah, you're I'm fucking older ancient, than you. man. You're ancient. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm thirty. I mean, sorry, I'm twenty seven, <laughs> and so that's <laughs> that's a quite a gap there. Yeah. Okay. So okay, I don't I don't know what it's called when you take drugs and watch pornography at the same time. Okay. Well, it's called Friday night. Oh, okay, wicked. Okay, now I can see you. Okay, cool. Okay, so you get a sense of the quiz. Translate the following sentence. Playing Fortnite with the squad can be very Gucci, but sometimes my bae gets salty if I play for too long. That's easy. Okay. Um, Sometimes playing video games with my friends is wicked. But, well, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> You're using your own generation yeah, slang. Sorry, yeah. Sometimes playing video games with my friends is really good fun, um, but my partner um, can get a bit irate if I do it for too long. Okay. Yeah, nice, nice. I, I, I'm not trying to catch you out. I feel like you think I'm trying to f- fuck you over, make you look like the old man you are, but, you know, I just, these are genuine questions. I'm really proud of you for getting that one. Do you know what Bay yeah. stands for? Um, is it beyond anybody else or something? No, it's big, angry... Uh, Elephants. No, big... Um, sorry, no, I've got it on another tab. One sec. It's... Isn't it beyond anyone else? No, it's, or... it's big and energetic. Ah, oh, okay. My big and energetic partner. Well, they sound like a lot of fun. 
<laughs> That'd be quite good on a Friday night, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, they get big and energetic. Well, no, you don't. I mean, I suppose you can involve a partner when watching pornography, but this, um, what the kids do, you know, the, the Friday night, uh, when they do drugs and watch pornography, uh, it's very much a private act. Um, okay. Okay, number three. What is the most popular emoji? Ooh. It's a good one, isn't it? That is a good one. I'm going to say, I'm going to say the crying laughing face. Yes, face with tears yes. of joy, as it's apparently yeah. called. Um, you want to have a go at number two? What's number two? I'm saying, do you want to have a go? Oh, what? Oh, <laughs> oh um, is it a face with love heart eyes? No, but you're on the right track. It's just the heart, the heart emoji. Oh, nice. Number three yeah. very much surprised me. Number three is apparently, according to LifeWire.com, the recycling symbol. Really? Yeah, that, that. I mean, I thought, especially with some of the kids, you know, these days, I thought it would be something, you know, like the, the rude ones, you know, like the big vegetable that's supposed to be a man's anatomy. You well, I, it sounds to me they need to lay off their drugs and pornography because oh, it's out of their minds. Their minds. <laughs> well, no, maybe <laughs> they it's don't the, know what they're doing. Well, the young so are you coming home for dinner? Recycling, recycling. <laughs> well, no, maybe we have to remember that uh, the youth of today are a lot more socially conscious than perhaps people were in the past. And so maybe it's Greta Thunberg is texting her friends going, recycle, yeah. recycle, recycle, crying, yeah, Don't forget laughing. the bins go out tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I found a website that is designed for parents and it describes slang that you have to look out for when you're uh, with your teens um, because it means okay. they, they might be up to no good now. Mm-hmm. Can you think of any slang that might come under that uh, umbrella? Um, yeah, I can think of a few, but maybe not ones that are family friendly. friendly. Yeah, phone friendly. Phone um, friendly. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, also, uh, I think these are quite American. It's or- being one of them. <laughs> yeah it says things to keep an eye out if you hear your teen talking about it's time to put a parental lock on their phone no it's not quite as as extreme as that but there are i mean okay i'll just shall i just tell you yeah uh 420 okay yeah teens.lovetoknow.com says this means marijuana if you hear your teen talking about 420 it's a good idea to, to discuss drug use then there's also Pron, P-R-O-N. This means porn. If you hear your teen talking about pron, it's probably time to have a conversation (laughs) about safe sex. So, you know, like... um, Oh, my God. I've just realised, Ollie. Yeah. One day, you know, I hope that... You'll be shielding your child from porn. And I'll be on some... It'll be late night and I'll be like, I'm sure they're saying some things I'm not... And you'll be Googling. I'll just check on this website and it'll be like, oh, prawn. Oh, I better look out for them saying prawn. Yeah, all the times he, in front of you, sneakily like says to one of his mates, like, I'm going to watch prawn later. (laughs) (laughs) They do actually include an example sentence. Let's chill and prawn. No, what? no, no. I think this website you're on is fake news. No, I don't think well, any kid is saying prom. Well, some of the others, uh, I also don't think so. But then again, <laughs> George, it's new generation, man. Who knows? Mm. And it, some of the other ones are definitely true. You know, like turnt. I've heard that. 
Netflix and chill. This one sounds nice, right? Maybe you're at work right now thinking of how nice it would be to get comfy on the couch and watch Netflix with a pint of ice cream. When your teen says it, unfortunately, it means that she, they've decided it's a she, is using that as a front to have someone over or go to their house to make out and possibly have sex. So that is... That is something to look out for. Um, oh, I would say that I am. I often feel as if I'm being left behind by technology, yeah. and I think that these this quiz has proved to me that I'm probably being left behind in other ways as well. Yes, perhaps. Uh, yeah, perhaps that's true. But I mean. Uh, all I would say is if we've got any parents out there with uh, young children, this website goes on to tell you how you can hack into your child's phone and read all no, their text messages. No, no, that's not a I thing. I hate that. I hate that. That uh, can't be a thing. I say, I say, look, healthy conversation. Live. Well, yeah, and you sit down and you say, well, I'm not going to start telling people how to parent. Well, yeah, no, I think you should as a 35-year-old yeah. Baron. <laughs> um, well, I think Unit. I did quite well on the quiz. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, uh, all the kids out there will be saying, actually, that was quite lit, what we just did there. So um, yeah. I'm really happy that we had a chance to cement our, uh, our youth audience. The thing is, some slang, it, it it kind of it passes the test of time, doesn't it? And oh, it yeah, stays with Tudor us. Oh, yeah, a bit of Tudor slang. bit of Tudor slang. Well, no, but I mean more like, you know, slang becomes just adopted by everyone. And I think that lit might be one of those words. Oh, really? You think that's yeah, well, I find myself generation? Yeah, well, I've had a few drinks now. I do tend to say, oh, I'm pretty lit. And <laughs> that is, genuinely, I've found myself know, saying I've that. I have heard you, so, I've heard you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, but that's happened quite naturally. That's just found its way into my vocabulary. So I wonder if that's more evidence that, you know, the as you say, it transcends the, um, the, the original. Use. Yeah, or could be that you're desperately trying to kind of cling to your youth and you think yeah. that if you, if you, after you've had two of your like uh, old grouse or uh, no, what's it called? That the the ale with a hen on it, or whatever, old speckled hen, um, yeah. and you go, oh bloody hell! I actually feel quite lit, and you you yeah. think you're young, but you're not, and I actually am. Um, I was watching another episode of Rust Valley Restorations, that program. Oh I was yeah, you another about. sort of youth um, reference. Yeah, <laughs> but the uh, the guy that runs it is quite a character. Uh, I'd say he's about sixty so. years old. Um, but he says sick from time to time, ah. and it just doesn't feel right. Is he American? He's Canadian. Canadian. <gasps> sending oh, love. Sending love, yeah. Well, yeah. I wonder if it's a regional thing. I wonder if maybe maybe sick has been around for longer in certain parts. Oh, mm. I can hear my cat. Sorry, just briefly. My cat has worked out how to open doors, and... You now... should look into hacking its phone to see what it's texting its <laughs> friends. Yeah, Because first it's the doors and the next thing it's prawn on a Saturday oh, night. Oh, God, don't say that. No, 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 not my sweet boy. My sweet boy would, would never check out prawn. <laughs> oh, I'd love to know if this prawn thing is legit. Uh, whoever compiled that slang <laughs> thing, uh, get in touch. I uh, imagine that the person that wrote it is has been burnt 
by their um, their kids' behaviour in the part. Like they've they yes. found out something the hard way. They're like, I must protect yes. our parents. Yes, um, definitely. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah, if you want more parenting tips, uh, listeners, I'm sure we'll get into it next week because um, yeah. we, we are both uh, childless men. Um, yeah. But, hey, we were all kids once. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Um, Shall we get to some emails? Yes, let's uh, let's please get to some emails. Okay. Um, the Messenger Boy's got a bit of a sort of smug grin at the moment, and uh, after I've gone and read through some of the the correspondence this week you you'll know why but um i just want him to know it doesn't suit him um it's not a good look be courteous to your masters and um good things will come your way carry on with this sort of cheeky behavior yeah we'll see what happens kid email for you my lord news from the east sire just okay, come in, my lord. so <laughs> first up, this is just a quick bit of admin uh, because we've got a few messages from from Lila, in- increasingly in in a sort of state of distress because Lila seems to think that we were going to ship the belt of plenty over to her. She says, "Will you please ship the belt of plenty to me, or if I can deliver it on Amazon, it would be great." <laughs> Because at the pond where I live, some ducks need a feast. So, Lila, the issue here is is that the 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 belt of plenty is not quite yet ready. Um, it's not on the market, but um, that's not a thing, is it? Yeah, I mean, apparently so. But I, I mean, it, don't you think is it doesn't it, does it make you feel good to know that the the market is absolutely ready for this product yeah lila cannot wait yeah uh and hey lila i heard i I don't know if it's ever going to be mass produced okay this might be more of a kind of boutique niche thing boutique artisan thing that you know so we'll we'll make a prototype we'll see how it works um have we heard from richard okay well this brings me to the next email ollie and george I'm not surprised, but I am delighted that George so readily embraced my offer to work with him and develop the Belt of Plenty. Just, sorry, quickly, for a recap for the listeners, a couple of weeks ago, Rich emailed in saying that he was, like George, apparently, um, an inventor. And uh, he and his friend Lauren had been talking about how maybe Rich could get involved in the Belt of Plenty. Also, uh, a quick recap, um, Belt of Plenty is a mad idea that George came up with, which um, is designed to feed ducks bread more efficiently, something that you're not actually supposed to do. And the way it works is you place bread in a plastic compartment, which is then attached to your waist by a belt, and you shake your booty until the ducks <laughs> no, are no, no, full. No, 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 no. You shake the the swinging of the hips is more if you feel that way inclined. Like you actually, it's not there's essential. a little. No, it's not essential. That's more just. I would imagine you would be having enough fun that that you might just do that naturally. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. So Rich has has got in touch. Said Lauren pointed out to me that George and I are of like mind when it comes to identifying the potential of multi-billion-pound new inventions. <laughs> I was equally unsurprised, but a little disappointed at Ollie's continued scepticism and ill treatment of the messenger boy. Now, here's, this is me speaking, 
Here's where I think that Rich starts to get a big too, bit too big for his boots. He, because he's in partnership with you, I don't know if you guys have been talking behind my back, but he says that when the bop goes global, we shall ensure Ollie is banned from purchasing and subsequently suffers a life of manually feeding the Spanish ducks while those around him spread their cheer far and wide. Yeah, quack, quack, Richard, quack, quack. The messenger boy, on the other hand, shall be given a well-paid role as head of global distribution with his own office and team of assistants. Now, the messenger boy obviously uh, let <laughs> let slip that he clearly reads the messages before they come to us because he's been going around with a smirk and a little strut all week since he read this. And I want to make clear that I'll do everything in my power to stop this from happening. I would also say Richard is obviously sound of mind and very kind of i don't know he seems pumped up and ready to go but he hasn't actually met the messenger boy and i don't think he should go saying things like that Mm. you know having not met him yes i yeah i mean i'd like to see if he feels the same way after sharing office space with the messenger Mm. boy just for Mm. even an afternoon anyway you asked for an update I'm sorry for the delay, but unfortunately Lauren has been strictly enforcing George's mantra that inventing should not jeopardise my day job, so progress has been slow. (laughs) However, I am now pleased to share with you, well, with George, again another dig at me, (gasps) the blueprints for prototype version 1.0 of the BOP, which Rich has attached, and I, I will send to you in a second, George. Um, also currently considering options for an electric deluxe version 2.0, the eBop, which Ooh. will incorporate some of George's great suggestions like the radio and neon lighting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. not, Rich hasn't yet had the chance to develop the blueprints for that, but you know, it, it, it's percolating. He's thinking about that. I would love to hear what George thinks and will happily take critique of further ideas. And as ever, if you can do a shout out to Lauren as well as our brothers and sisters in Canada, I'm sure all will will be delighted. <laughs> yeah. um, shout out, Lauren. Shout, shout out, Lauren. brothers and sisters. Um, and then, Can you send me this blueprint? Then, yeah, Ollie? let me just send it to you now. I'm very excited and I'm very intrigued. And I feel as if uh, a joke has got out of hand. And well, let's <laughs> roll with it. <laughs> okay. and I love it. Check out your WhatsApp, George. Oh, yeah, okay. So, what I would say Hold is... Hold on, sorry, it's just loading. Oh, okay, okay, that wasn't quite what I was expecting, <laughs> if I'm honest. But, so there's quite... I was expecting... Technical drawings? Yeah, I was, but this is great. This speaks to me, for sure. Um, it's like, what point I bought this? See, page six to seven. Yeah, it's quite in-depth. Wow. And so uh, you'll see that on page two, Rich has kind of itemized the key components of the bop, such as the bread spreader, uh, the breader, he's called it, the bop strap-on mm. harness. The, okay. <laughs> the crummer cord, etc., uh, etc., He's definitely put a lot of thought into this. George, I'm not obviously not expecting you to somehow process all this and have an answer for George. You, you can study these plans, see if there's anything yeah. you change. Uh, but it's definitely progress. I would say, Rich, if you feel like your day job is holding you back, um, <laughs> I would say there's no shame in in kind of making this your full uh, no, no, thing. No, 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 no
I just, I don't want to be giving advice like that to our listeners. Um, not, this isn't based off what Richard said through whatsoever. Um, it's just, I would never want to, you know, tell people what to do with their time. Um, well, yeah, and it's not but, yeah. a multi-billion pound enterprise yet. So, George, uh, sorry, Rich, uh, I, get, I get the mad inventors mixed up. Um, yeah. yeah, Rich, you know, you wouldn't be on a salary. But, uh, I mean, I would just say if you're really passionate about it, we always say here on the, the podcast, follow your dreams, quit your job, like that sort of thing. So... Um, no, if- no, 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 I, I don't stand by hey, that Hey, well, okay, no, I mean, fine, I have confidence in Rich, is, I guess what I'm yeah. saying, and what you're yeah. saying is you don't... No, uh, no, 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 <laughs> what I'm saying is, um, just keep, just having fun with it, Rich, and, um... <laughs> Yeah, man. Thank you for sending Thank that Thank you through. very much for your blueprints. I enjoyed that very much, Rich. Now, just to kind of finish off, this is an email from Joanne. And Joanne says, Dear George and Ollie, it's been fabulous. Oh, fabulous is a word I don't see or have cause to use enough. So thank you very much, Joanne. I'm already very pleased with this email because mm. it's given me the opportunity to say fabulous. It has been fabulous to listen to your podcast over the past few weeks while locked down. An absolute joy to hear you discussing mental health issues which, in the not-too-distant past, have always been somewhat of a taboo subject. It's a breath of fresh air to hear you guys chatting so openly, and hopefully this will enable fellow sufferers to open up too. Joanne then says, I have a 14-year-old daughter who suffers with Tourette's syndrome. It's a myth that this affliction involves only swearing and outbursts. In fact, only 10% of those with Tourette's suffer with this. However, what people don't realise is that alongside Tourette's, most people will struggle with another comorbidity. A cousin is how we describe it. We being Joanne and her family. And this can be OCD, ADHD, ADS and more. Our daughter struggles with OCD alongside her Tourette's, which again, people tend to misunderstand understand and believe means you have to line things up correctly or mow the lawn in straight lines etc. As George himself knows it goes much deeper than that. Wilhelmina soon realised that the best way to overcome issues she may have been having with her contemporaries was to educate them. Ignorance and not understanding can be the route to a lot of teasing or tutting so she decided to try to educate friends, family and as it has turned out a much wider range of people on the whys and wherefores of what she and many others go through on a day-to-day basis. Uh, She's a musician and a music specialist on cello and percussion at a music school, despite her disabilities. In fact, she believes, as we do, that music helps her overcome her issues and enables her brain to become completely absorbed, preventing it from running circles around her. And so Joanne has sent a link to uh, this website that her daughter runs called ticktastic.com, where it's like a blog where she talks about what it's like growing up with Tourette's syndrome. And... As Joanne says, Joanne says, we'd love if you could help to spread the word and help educate people, which in turn will help those young people who may feel they're struggling alone. We feel that our daughter is a great ambassador and a very brave person. And after having read through the blog and watched some of the videos, I am inclined to agree. And I think especially, um, not to sound like a a patronising old man, because if you remember, I am actually very young, just (laughs) the idea of aged 14 
kind of having the the emotional capacity to do something like this and explain what you go through and discuss what it means on a day-to-day basis um and also she's posted videos of her cello playing and playing and percussion playing and she is extremely good and Oh mate, I love this email. Me too. I I mean, I, um, can you can you share I'll the, link, you the with link with me, Ollie, so yeah. I can check it out? If like I won't do it live on the podcast now in real time, but I just I would love to see that. And mm. also, Wilhelmina, what a beautiful name. Yeah, this whole I think the whole thing made me. I, it was just a very inspirational thing to see, and I definitely. I mean, I know very little about Tourette's, and I absolutely kind of subscribe to the myth that it was just about you know swearing or whatever um and so reading through the blog and watching some of the videos has taught me a lot and i think that it's worth checking out so thank you very much for sending that in yeah i love that i'm gonna dive right into that after this okay Um, thank you very much for emailing in and um maybe we could once i've had some time to kind of you know check out the website we could revisit it next week that sounds good yeah okay thank you very much well thank you very much to everyone for emailing in oh it's sorry just quickly i need to say the word magpie how come because uh someone doesn't believe that i read all the emails and said to prove that uh i do i have to say the word magpie magpie <laughs> there we go magpie 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 <laughs> um well i would like to take this opportunity to say i'm really loving the opportunity to um get to know you as i am ollie and i'm enjoying the show a lot i apologize if i was at all slow or distracted in Not today's at all. Uh, episode and I've I'd like enjoyed to, our chat of course much. say a huge thank you to our listeners and for everybody emailing in and um, I don't know why but I just feel I need to say I'm sending so much love to all of our brothers and sisters in Canada Yeah, and, I don't know why um, either Yeah, and o- obviously we love to hear from you and there is a way that you can do that and that is by emailing us uh, at contact at phoneafriendpodcast.com. Yes. Any stories you've got, any um, tips for us, any questions, uh, any stories, yeah, please send them our way. Um, yeah. Yeah, and give us a rating on iTunes, please, and all that. Or it's not called, it hasn't, uh, it hasn't been called iTunes since George was young, if you can imagine that. <laughs> that <laughs> What's it ago. called now? What's it called Apple now? Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, my dear boy. Oh. oh just, uh, my dear oh, old man, I should say. Yeah. Um, okay, well, all that remains is for us to say that we like each other. And yes. for another week, uh, thank you very much for discussing. I hope you get some sleep tonight. Um, yeah. But, well, let us know, and I'll speak to you next week. Thank you, Ollie. See you soon. Bye. Ta-ra is the thing I'm going to try to say this week. Ta-ra. Ta-ra. Ta-ra.